Assalamualaikum everybody Hello, hello I'm back <laughs> It's 2020 and it's February And I just wanted to restart my podcast again So sorry I've been away I've got this bad habit that When I start something I wanted to experiment with something It's sometimes short-lived <laughs> I'm trying to go back to the things I left behind Because it was fun while it was in the beginning To experiment After that, you know, things got busy And stuff like moods not happening and hitting midlife crisis i suppose so why not we start this topic this week with one of the questions been asked to me by one of my listeners long long time ago on why i decided to quit my job and become a stay-at-home mom so let's start okay let's straight Head to the topic. I start my internship, housemanship, dekat Hospital Kuala Lumpur. Most prestigious hospital in Malaysia. <laughs> and the biggest and the oldest and the most busiest. Okay, maybe not now. There's so many busy hospitals. Um, so I, st- I did my housemanship there for one year. Uh, and then I moved to Hospital Putrajaya Kejap. Did some uh, work there for a few months. And then I, of course, wanted to get out of hospital setting. I requested to be in Klinik Setan, which is a community clinics where they work from 8 to 5 and go back and hopefully no weekends, no weekend jobs. So I managed to get myself in, um, not just by me of course, I need help elsewhere obviously. Uh, so I got a spot in Klinik Setan Datuk Kramat. Yay! So I was there for, you know, finishing off my compulsory service which was... Uh, about four years, okay, and throughout this time, let's just say one of the main factors that didn't make me stay wanting to be a doctor is not because I didn't like the job so much. Sure, I didn't like it being super busy, not getting enough rest or sleep. It stresses me out, like most of my friends. But I would say the biggest factor was they handled it well. They were definitely groomed to be, you know, handled. Handling these situations, they probably have... Some of them have no options but to do this because, you know, it is how we live life. And I, sadly, I'm not going to blame my parents. I'm not. But the truth of the matter is I was raised with a silver spoon. All right? Meaning I was raised in such a way, alhamdulillah, uh, that uh, life was made pretty easy with for me that I macam had nothing else to worry except big exams even then I had uh, the orang kata kesenangan to go to tuition and uh, you know all this helps by not doing job because my parents loved me so much in their own way that they don't want any kesusahan or hardships befall upon their daughter ni so Little did I know that in the long run, when you... Okay, sidetrack, this is a parenting tip. Not that I'm telling you as if I'm better than my parents. But we learn a lot of things along the way, kan? Uh, this, does not, does an, this does not do anything good for the child growing up to be independent. Okay, when you smother them with all these um, hopes and promises of being safe all the time. And you are being saved by them all the time. Uh, it it's not realistic, right? So when you face problems yourself, you don't know how to deal with it. You don't know how to deal with it so much. And when you don't know, you tend to want to run away. That's the first impression. You want to avoid conflict. And then you feel so 
spoiled about it lah, you know? You're like, macam, why doesn't this goes my way? Why doesn't this make me happy? So, basically lah, to, t- to cut the story short, I was the, I was that generation lah, yang to start yang the older generation will say like, oh, you guys are so spoiled, susah sikit, tak cukup tidur je, and call banyak sangat je, dah complain. Yes, we are that generation. Probably we are the start of that generation of now. So many more generations <laughs> complaining of more serious stuff. So as you can see, is the partly because of the way I grew up and the environment environment I was. I was given choices. So obviously, I did not want to choose a choice. I'm like, oh my god, I love medicine. I love studying medicine, but it got harder, and I feel like. I need to, to, you know, ditch the whole thing because it doesn't suit my needs lah. Macam, oh, susah. Nak lari lah. So, macam tu lah. I remembered masa housemanship tu, second day kot. <laughs> First day, macam half day, touring around the hospital, getting to know everybody. Second day was the, you know, straight away, they forced me to just jump and man my own cubicle and I had to, you know, I didn't have this mentor from a senior uh, that was telling me exactly what to do. I was just forced to make referrals on a patient which I don't know. I mean, regardless, it's funny because you were trained in medical school but nothing hits you like the real stuff tau. It's not the same. That's why you need this training. Um, but all these things I learned in medical school is like I've been told and warned by my lecturers or even my seniors like, Trust me, what you learn in medical school is like nearly like 10% has been brought forward in working life. And truth, you know, true enough, I remember being scolded on my first day by this MO who happens to be my senior. But, uh, you know, the, the, the girl who made me do the referrals kn- knew that she was fierce and scary. So she gave me to do the referral and I had no idea. Here I am saying, hello, I would like to make a referral, being very positive on the first day at work and stuff. But then kena blasa you, like kena marah gila. I remember nearly crying. And it wasn't until later on she came and she actually cooled down. And, you know, this senior was like, are you like new? And I was like, yeah. Okay, sorry. I was in a bad mood, so I let it out on you. That girl shouldn't have given it to you. I know you didn't know. So, you understand that? Like, oh my God, the whole thing about working life, that's the reality. You're just going to champ up to do stuff and survive. So, I remember... Finishing work to uh, waiting for my parents to pick me up. My dad, I didn't have a car yet at the time. I was crying and I called my mom while waiting. I not berhenti. I want to quit. I don't like this job. <laughs> my mom, my mom cried, baby. Habis lah. Macam, I didn't want to go to work. I was so anxious to go to work because kena marah like that, you know. And then the workload, mashallah, you know, and nobody's really helping. You know, like they give the whole cold shoulder to newcomers kan and the nurses pun macam nak tak nak tolong you in the beginning ah the whole ragging of being a newcomer lah you know so i macam wow i didn't enjoy it but alhamdulillah in my part too despite being like that i was still in the phase i was still a person yang macam did not just literally some of my colleagues who came in terus quit dah you know not that i'm belittling them but you know, they all have their level of tolerance and threshold and how they can handle things, kan? You know, I'm being nice here. So, people are just going to straight up say that, like, oh, you're a wimp, you're a wuss, you didn't know. But actually, they had a choice to do that, kan? Betul tak? So, but they had a choice and lived with it. So, macam, like, I 
sort of stayed on uh, even though simply because I macam memang dengar cakap my mom sikit dengan my dad you have to stay that's life and I was expected to just learn life on my own macam tu and it was causing me so much stress and anxiety that which wasn't healthy but maybe because I was young wallahu alam I'm sure it does something to myself right now but I macam uh, I one thing was I tr- I will do my best as a person to adapt as fast as I can to the situation you know so I I I I try to learn as quickly to uh, manage my patients and uh, did my homework even though I hated it every time coming to work but alhamdulillah you know in a way it worked out because uh, the, like you know the specialists were impressed with me <laughs> so of course lah that kind of thing so macam sebenarnya you can do it but back then you know me looking back then at my own self I'm like oh you survived that you practically can survive everything else but yes lah we tend to forget kan benda macam tu so but yes that was one of the reasons that I didn't like hospital setting lah even though there were memorable times there were actually really fun times God was fair In a sense, he didn't make the whole year was a disaster for me or depressive or, you know, terrible. Lah. There were times where I enjoyed my postings, especially surgery. Something about working with men and especially, you know, macho, you know. <laughs> I mean, men who saves lives and acting all with big ego, something about them. Lah. I, I actually like, ah. <laughs> so anyway... Um, yes, so I actually really did enjoy myself in surgery. But of course, they're part of learning how to survive the world where, you know, when you're the favorite, there's going to be other people who don't like you being the favorite. How are you going to deal with that as a as a team player? You're not going to always please people. That's part of what I actually learned life in the working world. So, macam, that was housemanship for me. And then after that, I'm done with that. We were not allowed to stay on, even though I was offered to be able to straight away go into the field I like and I was kind you know I was blessed enough to be offered straight away to go to surgery if I wanted to because you know the boss I I was like I admire the boss so much and thankfully he also you know feel that I'm worth worthy to stay on and become a surgeon and he did advise me but at that time I remembered I was I wanted to get married so when um He was like, you know, trying not to get married too early. Not in a bad way, but he was trying to say indirectly that if I choose being married, that's it will be the end of my career. I mean, for most women, it's the case because then you will tend to follow your husband unless you have a husband yang macam jenis ikut and you get to control him and you tell him what you want. Betul tak? So, uh, he knew in a sense that macam why don't you go for your career first because whatever lah kan you wanted to be a surgeon and everything but I made my choice I wanted to get married so I didn't stay in HKL I was then transferred to Putrajaya Hospital totally different setting everything was computerized uh, patient pun tak lah macam berkata-kata sampai on stretchers on chairs there was like it's not a madhouse so much Uh, very relaxed, air-conditioned. <laughs> so, but then I, I also did not like really see myself there for a long time because, um, I don't know, maybe because I was like not wanting to be in a hospital setting. I hated on calls, believe it or not, even though I had to do them. I just didn't like doing on calls. I don't think a lot of doctors liked it, but we had to do it. So, 
and when I was working, I had to do them. But when I was given a choice that I can go elsewhere to a place that I doesn't, you know, do on calls, obviously I will try my best to go there. So Alhamdulillah, I managed to then go to the clinic. Saya tanda tuk ramai. It worked eight to five, and I thought everything was quite good there. It was. Uh, I enjoyed my time there. The nurses, the staff, some of them, and I learned a little bit on how to, you know. Micromanage the clinic. Whenever the bosses are away, they put me in charge. So it's pretty cool, lah. But um, then I, I think I got pregnant, and then I got pregnant, right? Uh, that means uh, oh, I got married, and then I moved to the clinic Satan, and then I got pregnant after the 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 third month of being married. So it was relatively new for me in the clinic as well. The pastu, uh, I miscarried. Yeah. So after miscarried too, I uh, it did change my perspective in being and the whole thing lah. Macam, I don't know. Of course, miscarried me is God's work. He he allowed it for a reason. So, and for me to get pregnant again took me quite a long time. In a sense, it took me another one and a half years. And throughout that thing, I think it sort of made me realize certain priorities in life. Macam, what if I had the kid back then? Would I have been able to, you know, care for him or her, or would I have to put them in the nursery because I want to continue my job? That sort of question came up later, lah. So, yeah. So then I miscarried and I got some free time. So let's take a break for a while and I continue later. Okay, so I've probably list out a few points in the earlier part of the podcast. So this, I've come to my final point actually. <laughs> um, I just happened to get married to a guy who envisions to have a wife that stays at home or soon to be stay at home mom. So that kind of tallies with my not enjoying work uh, thing I had. So I just happened to meet my husband who you know had to you know see my whole stress life working because you know we weren't married but we met uh way earlier before I started housemanship so and it so happened that he didn't really you know wanted a wife who was working you know so for anyone out there much I'm so probably pro-feminist will be like oh you're oppressing your wife uh and stuff like that. Well, to be honest, that was what he wanted. And if I didn't agree to that, then I would have just left him. So the decision was mine to make. Of course, it, you know, it sounded good to me because at the same time, I didn't enjoy my work and I totally did not see myself. I'm okay with not being so... I mean, obviously at the time and sampai now pun, that didn't see myself wanting to be so big in my career as a doctor pun lah. I was actually willing to let it go. Even though I was very ambitious in the beginning and people are going to say like, oh, sayangnya, you know. And don't don't get me wrong, my parents memang, memang totally feel it was my husband's doing that I didn't want to pursue medicine as a career and become specialist. Uh, but that's the thing they can see what they want in the end it was me what I'm doing is for my own happiness and for my own life I think I'm an adult enough to decide what I want and if I'm going to like you know it's not that I didn't do it without a proper planning I did finish my compulsory service dulu in Malaysia if you're not bounded 
bonded with the government you can you are supposed to serve for four years now five i think so once you've done your time you actually can go for private practice so i did the whole thing up to four years while carrying my first son yusuf and the timing was just perfect in a sense young i finished my four years and i was in about my final months of having yusuf so by the time i gave birth to i was already done to serving four years so macam it's amazing lah the timing i guess if i were to have my first child that i had miscarried to and knowing myself ni i would have definitely wanted to take an uh apa ni unpaid leave to at least one year ke or two years to care for my son or daughter kan I macam tu lah. I mean, a lot of us fight for unpaid leave. And not many of us are given that because there's not enough doctors serving. So, they need us. Uh, so, I macam... Thank God I didn't have to choose that because once if I take that when I'm, my service is not done yet, I have to replace the years I missed. So, it's going to like prolong lagi the whole service to the government thing. So, macam I decided uh, that after I deliver Yusof, you know, before I actually really quit the government, um, I would take an unpaid leave to see how... I took an unpaid leave to see how it goes not working, you know. So to be fair to myself, that, okay, I won't... I, to me, of course, when you don't really, you know, enjoy your job too and everything, you feel like the grass is greening on the other side, kan? You feel like, oh, mesti best up kerja, kan? So, before I really take the leap and leave everything, I planned it, you know, uh, we planned it, in such a way, we took unpaid leave first and then see how it goes without having an income and staying at home. Will it work for me or not? So, Alhamdulillah, after I tried it, I actually loved it. <laughs> I I didn't realize, to be honest, that motherhood would be my calling. Yes, I totally did not know this. I really didn't. Macam, I used to be, as, as I told you, kind of, my ambition is like, surgeon. I used to think at one point that I would not get married and, you know, trot the hospital up any halls uh, as a Miss Fatin, you know. So, but then, I don't know why. I actually, I not to say it's like a degrading thing, of course, being a mother, but you know like, how the world works, you know, how they see. Certain people still see that, not working is not being so uh, up there or respected so much because it's as if it's equated by dulu-dulu, yes, you know, people who don't work memang macam tu because you were not given education. But now things are changing, y'all. So there are educated women who just go to university to learn whatever, but they want to become educated for themselves. And then when life comes upon them, they decided to be a mother. And it's A-okay. So for me back then I I chose to be I tried to do a whole thing and being a mother trust me I met with a a fair share of my backlash people like why you know is ayangnya macam why would you do something like or like some would also go like how brave oh my god how are you doing this why did you purposely chose a life yang susah a hard life because you know the, the money was good in medicine okay but uh, it could have been better if I go private. But I decided to just forego that and stay at home and not earning. And uh, yeah, and then of course some would, as I said, backlash would say like, why would you do this to your children? You know, and everything. So back then I had a lot of issues probably adjusting to this kind of comments. 
it's part of learning and that's how I learn life that you this is what people are going to throw at you in the end you are going to let it affect you so if at that, that moment it did affect me I was on a rampage of trying to prove my to everyone that I'm fine with the decisions that so much so it felt like am I really fine trying to prove people I'm fine because technically I don't need to prove anybody but total I had my own reasons and the fact that I was so so apologetic for my reasons you found that because they were attacking me I mean you know this most of them were women sadly <laughs> they were like attacking me in a sense like much um why would you do this? You know, you think what I pun, you know, I'm working. Does that mean? Does that make me less of a mother? They had that kind of notion about how they speak, so that I had to go around cover, cover, skate on explaining why I want to choose when the real, obvious reason for me to take leave me. Memang, I told you I didn't like work, but I wanted to be a mother. I wanted to be there for my child, and I actually believe that me being present with my child will do much good to the child. And, you know, as much as I've read books on uh, psychological effects of children with mothers and without, and it's been, you know, obviously, jangan cakap lagi nak throw in tanggungjawab of a woman, married woman with children in God's perspective lagi, you know. See, so I had to just shut myself up in front of these people and just submit to them being yeah i don't know why i'm making this decision it's so stupid of me i don't know maybe i want to be stupid as you know it, it felt like that but at the same time i was obviously offended and i was angry and i feel like wow why why are you doing this but then then i realized later on when you get older <laughs> that sebenarnya People who do that sebenarnya are insecure of what they're doing. They feel like I am sort of questioning what they're doing in a way. Because if you feel right on what you're doing, you don't feel the need to belittle other people who's doing it differently. But the fact that you do feel a bit, you know, guilty of what you're doing, it's not the best for your child, you decided to belittle a person. It's like bullying also. But it's how you deal with your own insecurities lah in your own choices so you feel like the need to stand and 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 you know convince other people what you're doing is right whereas macam i've learned that you know kita tak boleh samakan situation of everyone else sama dengan kita cannot some people memang tak ada choice they have to work for you know, nak nak dia nak makan ke apa ke especially single moms kan everything but god is so fair that because he put them in the situation memang dia kasi anak-anak tu still baik memahami but there are also you know that is like really not majority of the cases lah kan it's not like many of you jumpa single moms like a lot right but we know that majority of the rules that came here sebenarnya Allah nak tahu memang you both will get married and you have a spouse to raise kids together but he has outlined kan you know this is how or what i will ask you on and if you mampu do it if you don't do your best on other things and when the time comes that you mampu continue to put priority on your role as a wife slash mother in god's standards that's what i believe so i'm not going to sugarcoat it you know so we have to admit some people uh macam once they get to the part yang very very comfortable they don't want to leave it behind because you have lived such a life with such um lifestyle that you don't cannot afford to leave it behind and you will 
obviously samakan dengan ala those people you know my was left by my parents to go to work i'm fine true but we have to understand the concept of fine that's a whole bigger story lah you faham tak fine dari segi standard apa are you really a fine person that ex- you want are not you exactly to be like you like not better at all and fine you is that ikut standard mana the world or god so when you have all this in mind you will it will direct on your choice betul tak so i'm not going to tell you exactly which one to choose because in the end you are entitled of your own life betul tak so my choice involved um slowly with my husband on what god wanted and we tried to do the best we can and we asked for his blessings to make it easy and alhamdulillah because we had that in mind he did give it to us you know it's not that we had superpowers to do ourselves and we managed to alhamdulillah for me from someone who does senang to be honest i was raised memang senang to be taken that away from me i was replaced with a feeling of sense of calm and at peace with what i'm doing with whatever adequacies i had apa yang ada tu i'm somehow okay as opposed if you ask me so some people are shocked like macam wow you know you could have dulu pergi shopping to go buy handbags and stuff like all this branded stuff coach macam nothing you know but now even though i do get to buy the stuff i'm actually i feel okay so of course this boggles some people's mind They're like why why you purposely chose a hard life but that's the thing i think the question is are you happy with your life susah or senang are you really happy with the choice So if you're happy, it doesn't matter what people think, betul tak? And alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, at the moment, I am quite content and happy to be at home with my kids. So yeah. Okay. Wow, so long rupanya I bercakap ni, you know, dah lama tak berborak and doing rambling on my own. So I guess I did not lose that part about me. <laughs> so okay, I think to make it short, this is that's basically the reasons why I quit my job practicing at the moment. Uh it's not really on got the, you know, carved to stone because I still have my license alhamdulillah. So actually I can just jump in the private practice if I want to in future. So when you know maybe my kids are dah besar ke dah pergi mana ke and I decided to just you know what let's do some bits of medical and everything. Thank God for stuff like this lah. Proper planning y'all. Proper planning to do whatever it is that you want to do in life. And yes. So I wish you all the best in whatever you want to do in life. I do get questions from people on how do I do this because they also feel down going through the motions of living as a houseman in busy hospitals. In the end, that's the thing. You have to be manly as in strong enough and brave enough to do what you want to do and accept the consequences of what happens with your choice. And none, no choice is a wrong choice. You know, and as long as you're thinking straight about your life, inshallah, good things lah, kan? So there's no wrong choice. It's just that it doesn't meet everyone's expectations. So if you're going to live to people's expectations, that is also a choice. Make sure you're happy. To do that, okay? Cannot blame other people back when till you're old and saying like, I did this for you and I wasted my life. No, you are always in charge of your own life. You have to be brave enough. If you're not brave, then that is also a choice for you not to pursue it, kan? So life is about being brave. YOLO, YOLO, right? You only live once. Um, But yes, and obviously do a lot of solat istikara. You know, to ask for Allah is a 
special solat uh, prayer for us Muslims that if we're unsure of something, we ask for his guidance and he will give you an answer. Uh, and the answer will be what is best for you and your life. And you have to believe with his choice and have to do it. And usually no one will ever be disappointed. And it's one of my favorite uh, solat sunat, to be honest. Um, so yeah, so I'll finish it off. I hope I'm istiqamah to do this for a long time. So take care and let me know if you have any topics you want me to talk about. See you later. Bye.